all aboard the self-love September. Peace through pleasure. Bonoboville Express. Love train, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. I am your conductor, Dr. Susan Block, also your love doctor, and my prince, my partner, my husband, my co-conductor is Max. Good evening, Captain Max. Good evening, Dr. Susie. Happy Self-Love September. Happy Self-Love September. 2023, we are celebrating with all our fingers and toys. Now, according to the internet, which kind of created Self-Love September, it's more about affirmation than masturbation. Nothing wrong with affirming how great you are to your always doubting self. You're great. I'm great. Put it on your refrigerator. Whatever you need to do. But in my opinion, if self-love doesn't include a little quality and quantity, self-pleasure time, which could include mutual self-pleasure if you have a lover, well, then you're not fully loving yourself. That's what I think. And, you know, sex, sex, sex. Sex can be complicated these days. Really. Sex with other people, that is. But it's important to your mental and physical health and healing. And so maybe self-love is a little easier, less complicated, and very, very natural also. I mean, aside from grabbing tree branches and smartphones, the human fingers are made for stroking, self-loving. Check out our fellow apes, especially bonobos, of course, but all the apes love to masturbate. It's part of keeping the peace through pleasure for bonobos that is and besides as George Carlin said if God had intended us not to masturbate he would have made us like Tyrannosaurus Rex well he didn't say that he said he would have made our arms shorter or she would have but in any case that's why Tyrannosaurus Rex is always in such a bad mood arms aren't long enough to do anything. Now, it's true, there's no reason you can't go bonobos for self-love all year round, but self-love September is a great time for self-love and also to kind of talk about it. And a good time for you self-love slackers to step up your game. That's right. Solo sex. It may not be the best sex, but it does tend to be less complicated. If you need a hand privately, you can give us a call at 213-291-9497. Our therapists without borders are lounging by. It's kind of a slacker sex, you could say, masturbation, and often denigrated for that reason. Since it's easy and pleasy and really doesn't require hardly any work, 
as opposed to sex with someone else, which, especially these days, requires a lot of work and understanding and sensitivity. So, because this is kind of a slacker sex, I guess I want to say in that slacker pleasure spirit, rest in peace and pleasure, Jimmy Buffett. No, he didn't promote masturbation, though I'm sure he did it like everybody masturbates, but he did popularize slacker chic, right? Partying, pleasure, and there's something bonobo about it, though bonobos don't drink margaritas, at least not in the wild. Though if it's five o'clock somewhere, I think they would enjoy a cheeseburger in paradise. Anyway, like some people are ashamed of masturbation, I'm going to confess that I used to be ashamed of liking Jimmy Buffett. Like in the late 70s, he first kind of started with his margarita song. And the 80s, because I guess I thought that the music wasn't serious or important. But you know, I learned how serious and important pleasure and relaxation is. So no, I'm not a parrot head, but I'm proud to say I like Margaritaville. It's right next to Bonoboville. Rest in peace, Jimmy Buffet. We like the buffet, don't we, Max? Yes, we certainly do. <laughs> a little buffet here, a little buffet there. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, somebody says, I wonder if they have a special afterlife for Jimmy Buffett. Well, I guess they have a special buffet with margaritas and with cheeseburgers in paradise. It's almost like he's predicting his heaven right there. Although, I guess he'll also have his salt shaker that he can't find. <laughs> Margaritaville. It is a cool, relaxed song. Yes, and the best fishing song says Yuva 13. Yes, of course, because he created it right around uh, the Key West, Florida. Well, you guys are so hip, you know, all these things. Did, Jimmy Buffett I don't is know not any of hip. This. That's why I didn't admit that I liked him for a while. Uh, I kind of thought, oh, he's just too uncool. He's for people that go on cruises. I mean, I like to go on the water, but not those kind of cruises, the parrot heads. But really, he's very cool. His parrot music heads. is very catchy. Parrot heads? Parrot heads are what his fans are called. Oh, parrot heads. Right. We have the Arcadia Parrot newspaper, actually. Cause Arcadia, That's right. Arcadia's, That's right. We have a lot of parrots around here. They squawk. Gorzillions Tremendous of parrots. 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 Mm -hmm. Cut the Pentagon advises moisturizer. I think he's talking about self-love. Not Jimmy Mo Buffett. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Moisturizer, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. put that on the Moisturizer. thing. We call it lube here in yeah. Margaritaville. Yeah, at the garage <laughs> they call it lube also. Don't put salt down there, or sugar for that matter. Little whipped cream, as long as somebody's going to lick it off, that's okay. But if you're doing self-love, you don't need any food down there. I mean, unless you can reach over and do yourself, which 
wow, well, then you should be in the sexual Olympics. Some people can do that. Some people I, can I, do I, that. I have seen that. Uh, not yes. in person. Oh, actually, yes, once in person. I have, too. Remember our kind of both gender, what was her, his name, uh, who dressed up like a nurse. Oh, mm. Jay Tarico. Jay Tarico, that's right. right. But then he renamed himself to she China doll. China doll. And definitely, this is not a question of a trans person, really, because Jay, a.k.a. China doll, likes both genders. Yeah. Likes to be able to suck his own penis. Right. And also, she likes to dress up in lingerie and nurse outfits yeah he's quite a quite a quite a character a character, character. they maybe they, they would be the appropriate are, pronoun well, there. they are it is a character absolutely wonderful character. amazing the way that <laughs> he sucks his own penis and then you know that's acts like that, a girl that's really handy actually to be able to do that yeah 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 right yeah. Right. In terms of self-love, it's the ultimate, I guess. Uh, I guess, yeah. I'm in a way. I, I, Although I would think it would give you a pain in the neck. Uh, it could. A sciatic nerve could go out of whack. These nuts just had a sad thought. Amputees are unable to masturbate. Well, I guess it depends on what's amputated. Although I would think if you've had your arms amputated for a while, you probably would teach your feet how to do it. Well, yeah, 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 you could do that. And if you're a quadruple amputee, poor you, well, then you really need a good sexual healer, a nurse a that nurse is can help you. allowed to help you masturbate, which they have in Europe. Yeah, yeah, only here in America they don't have that. We are filled with neo-Puritans, and you can check some of them out on our Vice TV piece, which is now over... 180,000 views and just filled with religious nuts religious crackpots and a few neo-nazis who tell us that we are degenerates which was a favorite term of the original nazis but we're not as degenerate as the bible oh no not at all not at all i try to tell them about the bible when they try to bible thump me (laughs) i say hey did you know about this or that, like one of them said something about how this is Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh yeah, right. Right, so Sodom and Gomorrah, just in case you don't know, is this place that supposedly God thought was really bad, full of bad, bad people. And they apparently wanted to have their way with some angels that were visiting Abraham, not our Abraham, the original patriarch. His brother, Lot, was hanging out in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so the angels came to visit and said, Hey, this place is going to burn, baby, burn. You better get out of here. And while he's saying that, all these citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah come around and they, Let us see your guests. We would like to get to know them. And we all know what no means in the Bible. It's like knowledge, the tree of knowledge is really about sex. They want to have sex with the angels. And Lot said, no, 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 you can't do that. And so they said, yes, yes, we need it. And they're making a ruckus. They're a nuisance. So what does he do? He brings out his two virgin daughters 
He said, how about these ladies? Would you like to have them? I mean, from big lots across the street? No, this is Lot oh, Abraham. Not, not big lots, right. I don't know how big he was, but he was certainly pretty immoral, you could say. Uh, yes. Offering up his young daughters to oh. the crowd. And the crowd didn't want his daughters. Go figure. They wanted the angels. So the daughters escaped, although... After Sodom and Gomorrah burned and poor Lot's wife, just to show you God, was not very fair. She turns into a pillar of salt simply because she looked back. Because she wanted to see how her daughters were doing or her sons or somebody else that wasn't on the trip. And she turned into a pillar of salt. Then the daughters think, oh, we're the last people on earth. So they have sex with Lot. And... Even though they weren't the last people on earth, God just says, hey, that's okay. And in fact, I think David, King David, and a lot of important people are descended (laughs) from this kind of action. So I'm trying to tell these Bible thumpers, your Bible is full of just sin. And not just the sin that's punished, but the sin that is rewarded or you could say overlooked. And that's not counting the bloodletting and... Oh, the bloodletting. There's so much bloodletting in the Bible. I don't know, you guys out there, we get a lot of religious folks that come after us. But what they don't know is that Susan's sort of a Bible expert. I've read it a few times, yeah. and even the boring parts. Yeah, and um, so they always get caught in their... Um, when they try to thump their Bible at right. me. But you know what? It doesn't matter to them because they're not into really reading the bible no they just regard it as kind of a symbol of something of something sacred well if they read it they would have to say this is depraved yes but you've got to be patient to get to the depraved parts or the good stuff the good stuff because so many lists and the ages of people and just a lot of descriptions that are very boring. So that's why they don't read it. But if you're patient, you get to the good stuff. And let me tell you, the good stuff is bad in the Bible. (laughs) So Yuba 13 says, Sex with the Angels, cool metal band name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. All these taboo things are cool. I love angels. Metal things. I have sex with my angel. Aww. Wait, angel. is that me? Yeah, my okay. angel's I, name is Susan. Aww. And I have sex with my angel. Yes. So Cut the Pentagon broke both of his hands at the same time. Self-pleasure was not on his mind for the first two weeks after surgery. After two weeks, another oh, story. After surgery. Well, after surgery, yeah, you're on drugs, honey. Either that or you're in terrible pain. So, yeah, you might not have self-pleasure on the mind, but... Later, when you can't do anything else, you know, you might want to try something. So, glad they fixed up your hands. (laughs) Poor Tyrannosaurus Rex. Good thing he's no longer with us, or he'd be after all of us. That's why he was so angry and trying to eat everybody. Anyway, it's almost fall equinox. We're on the verge. Autumn equinox also. And in these times of climate catastrophe here in Southern California, we are having an 
another sweltering fall equinox. And another name for the equinox is Mabon, after the Welsh god of the harvest. Now, I call it Maboner because uh, I get a lady boner. Say boner. Santé boner. Santé boner. Yeah, that's French. That's French boner. Right. This is Welsh. Oh, that's Welsh. Right. So, in any case, <laughs> it's kind of a sexy name if you have a dirty mind like me. Maboner. No, it's actually called Mabon. But even that uh, is kind of sexy. But for the Greeks and Romans who are a little bit more influential on, I guess, the United States of America. All of our government buildings are imitations of theirs. Well, fall equinox is really the fall. And I mean that literally. It's the, what shall I call it? Ravishment? I heard this one woman talking about this and bypassing censors by saying grape instead of the word without the G. In this case, of Persephone, or in the Greek, Proserpina, daughter of Demeter, or in the Roman, Ceres, the great earth mother, goddess of the harvest, fertility, and agriculture. And like too many poor maidens then and now, Persephone is sexually assaulted by her mean old uncle Hades, the lord of hell. And as he sweeps her up into his chariot, she literally falls through the earth into the underworld. And she takes her mother's joy and the earth's abundance down with her. And the earth gets autumn and winter. Demeter abandons the earth, raging with grief. This earth mother almost destroys the earth. But time passes. She figures some things out. She actually sees another lesser goddess show her her genitals and makes her laugh. What was her name? Begins with a B, like Bobo. And it's like she masturbates in front of her. And she laughs and she then gets the strength to figure out what to do. And she works out a deal for sustainability with Zeus, king of the gods, who happens to also be her other brother, also known as Jupiter in the Roman. And she makes a deal for her beloved daughter Persephone to reunite with her for half the year. At which point she blesses the earth with the glories of spring and summer. Of course, these Greek myths were created before climate change started wreaking havoc with our seasons. Nevertheless, their lesson is also in human emotion. The gods are kind of like superhuman. And they show us that no matter how bad things get, or seem to get, we can usually work out a deal to make them better. So, that I think is the ancient Greek lesson of the fall equinox, which we are falling into right now. 
Happy Fall Equinox, Captain Matt. Uh, thank you so much. Happy thank you. Happy Self Love September. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. And it's also the eve of September 11th. I shouldn't say happy about that. It's not a happy thing. And so we are commemorating the 22nd oh. anniversary of 9-11. Oh, September 11th it yes. happened. Yes, right. right. They took down the two American penises. Right. Yeah. The horrific yet surreal cinematic castration of America's tallest towers of power. As you say, Dick 1 and Dick, Dick two. 2. And their destruction hurt us so bad and we had all the sympathy of the world but we destroyed it because it also served up two mega doses of Viagra for America's military industrial complex and fascism and fascism yes, yes that's yes. why you need uh, in, uh, national licenses now. You can't get on a plane for this. You can't do this. Yes, the Patriot Act. The, right, the got Patriot a lot Act. of it underway. Mm -hmm. The way we dealt with the airlines, but also the way we entered the perma war phase of American hegemony, attacking two countries <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. That had. Pretty much nothing to do with it. Afghanistan and Iraq. It's true, Bin Laden, who didn't actually do it, but applauded it and kind of tried to take credit for it. But I'm not so sure what he did. Still, I don't know. But he was hanging out in Afghanistan. Well, they executed him so that he couldn't speak and he couldn't go on trial. Yeah. They went into his bedroom and killed the, the, the guy, you know? They did. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. And a bunch of other people. And, and in any case, Afghanistan, the leaders of Afghanistan and Iraq, as well as, more important, the people, did not cause 9-11. There were no Afghanis, there were no Iraqis on those planes. There were a bunch of Saudis. Exactly. A bunch of Saudis. A few others, but... Mostly Saudis, most of those hijackers. But we don't bother the kingdom because they're our friends. Yes, right? they're our friends. And they give money to the Trumpers. Well, with friends like that, who needs enemies? Mm. Well, apparently America does. And so we made Saddam our enemy. We made Afghanistan our enemy. We pretty much created the Taliban in the effort to defeat the Russians, who we long made our enemy. That's why we dropped those atomic bombs. And in a way, in a very strong way, our attacks on Iraq and Afghanistan paved the way for Putin to attack Iraq. I mean, Ukraine. <laughs> Same thing. And that is the exact wording of what war criminal George W. Bush actually said when he was trying to put down Putin. He said, he attacked Iraq. I mean, Ukraine. Same thing. Yes, indeed. Every once in a while, G.W. Bush tells the truth. Mostly he didn't. But that time he did by accident. And his self-proclaimed... This was not self-love. This was self, 
proclamation of these wars on terror, as though terror is a country or something. Where is that country? These wars on terror were really directed towards Iraq and Afghanistan, but kind of the whole world, and including America itself. And they turned into crusades. Yes, yes. Because he was a religious guy, George Bush. He still is. Yeah, he's a religious as guy. As well as a right. painter. A lot of religious people are like that. Yes. L- look at God. Well, very yeah, militaristic. Yeah. Right. Uh, he kills people. He brings storms upon us. He sends you to hell forever and ever and ever and ever. Never forgiveness. Right, right. This is the God that knows A everything. A lot of slaughtering. And he loves you. Whoa. <laughs> tough love. <laughs> that's, that's tough love. Anyway, I don't know George W. Bush's full motivation a little bit because his dad was stalked by Saddam, although his dad went after Saddam and lied to Saddam saying it was okay for him to go in Kuwait. Actually, Reagan did that. But Bush Sr. was vice president under Reagan when Saddam was kind of given the go-ahead. And in any case, the big reason was, of course, the dark lord of the war on terror, which was Dick, of course, Dick, Cheney. This is why I can never get into Liz Cheney. I know. I appreciate she says Trump is an ass because he is. But no, she is a warmonger like her dad. And these people are what keep these war industries, the military industrial complex, which is really the military congressional industrial complex. And they are bigger and bigger and bigger. And I really think there are one reason that we're not ending this war in Ukraine. Because even though nobody's winning, they are winning. It's not like Putin's winning. It's not like Ukraine is winning. But the weapons industry is winning. And that sucks. So... That's what I think about on the eve of 9-11. I certainly mourn the 3,000 people that were killed. It's really terrible. And they weren't only Americans, by the way. They were all kinds of people. All kinds of wonderful humans. A lot of uh, stockbrokers. Yeah. But also uh, a lot of fast food workers. Now, the CIA people in the building weren't there that day. A lot of firemen were yeah, killed. a lot of firemen were killed. But some, some security apparatus did not go to work that day. Which is fishy. A little fishy. <laughs> yeah. And then Building 7 just... <laughs> I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but there's some fishy stuff going on. Especially since George Bush's brother... brother. Was like head of all the airlines. American, one of the airline, the airlines that went down in, uh, in in the field there. There was a big hole, and also he was head of security of the Twin Towers. And cut the Pentagon says, remember, Doctor Susie, the Taliban told Bush regime that if you give proof of Bin Laden's complicity, then we'll turn him over to a neutral Country. party. Yeah. And the Bush regime blew him off. And that's true. I do remember that. And I was thinking, even at that time, 
okay, Bin Laden's definitely a bad guy, and he wishes evil upon America, and he said so many times, and he's applauded the attacks, but there was never real proof that he planned them, that he was really involved. There was proof there were Saudis on those planes. I don't know if they planned it, but they were involved. And so that was tragic. And I hate the Taliban. I have a special hatred because one of the first things they did was to blow up the Bamiyan Buddhas. And I climbed to the top of one of the Bamiyan Buddhas before I climbed to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) I climbed to the top of the Bamiyan Buddha, which a lot of tourists do that, actually. Not that difficult. Do but they have stairs? It's pretty amazing. They have stairs? They have something. There were some kind of rocky stairs you could climb. But not on the San Francisco Bridge? No. Well, actually, there's ladders inside oh, ladders, ladders. of the towers. There so are ladders inside of the Golden Gate Bridge. My angel climbed to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. I the did. The very, very top. And she takes a picture above the clouds. Yeah. Incredible, incredible picture. Right. I'm glad you're still here. Well, there was a kind of scary moment when we got lost. The first time I climbed the Golden Gate Bridge. And we had to go out of the ladders and we went out on the girders. And, oh boy, the wind is blowing, the fog is rolling. and. (laughs) Oh, I thought I was going to die. I thought, this is kind of a romantic way to go, but I don't want to go. So I focused, and I didn't fall off. But it was pretty scary. There was only like a six-foot-wide area that I had to walk. It's not like walking a tightrope, but when you got the Pacific Ocean on one side and the San Francisco Bay on the other side, it's kind of vertigo-inducing. So I made it. And I'm glad the Golden Gate Bridge is here still, even though you can't climb it anymore because they... It's now a fascist country. ...glued shut the <laughs> doors or something. Yes, that's part of the fascism. <laughs> can't do this, can't do that. Can't I also do. climbed the Bay Bridge. I wonder Did if you? you can still climb that. I don't know. I, I jumped off a curb once and it was really <laughs> scary, I tell you. My uh, hero. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, we're celebrating, we're commemorating, we're commiserating, we're masturbating. We're not religious. No. Although, my name is, uh, on X is God. That's right. Yeah, so. You are quite presumptuous there. That's correct. You've got to be careful. I don't know if that's your name. You just use that because it's the name of your magazine. Your name is actually Max at Night. Right. <laughs> but my magazine was called uh, uh, God. Uh, God. And the printer would not print it with the name God because it was a sex magazine with all kinds of depravities. And Ooh. so he made us take off the wings on God and it just became, the magazine became known as G. What was the matter with the wings? I don't know, but he says you can only have... But we put the wings on the on the letter G. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they put it back on the press. And as it started rolling off the press, and as the pressmen were checking the pages, they were going, oh, my God. <laughs> so the name comes out anyway. Anyway, right. It was a great, 
So UVA 13 says that all the CIA people must have had dentist appointments that day. Uh, probably. And of course, Bush Sr. had been the director of the CIA. Not at that time. Not at that time, course, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of CIA among the Bushes. And they were, of course, members of Skull and Boner. 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 <laughs> I went to Yale, so I know about this secret society, but I was not a member. Actually, when I was there, they only had guys. They would not allow women. Now they allow women, but still only one graduating classmate every year. That's it. Really? Just yes. one woman. And you get tapped. Not necessarily a woman. Oh. A person. A person. Right. Okay. okay. I think that G.W. Bush's daughter, who I met, the younger Barbara Bush. See, Skull and Bones. She refused to be in Skull and Bones. Oh, really? And I could say, yay to her. But I think the reason she refused was because it was not a drinking society. Ah. She wanted to have some drinks. Oh, I see. Right. I mean, usually they would be members of a frat house as well. I mean, certainly G.W. Bush was a big drinker at that time. Is that the one that killed her boyfriend on the highway in Texas? That in is not. That who is, is that? It was a George Bush. W. Bush's wife. Wife. Laura Bush. Did you all know that? Now, it was supposedly an accident. It was an accident. Okay, we're not accusing. Yeah, right. But it was kind of fishy that she ran into her boyfriend. In the middle of a Texas highway with right. nobody, nobody else on the road. Nobody the else the on night, the road. And she kills him. Yeah. And she got off pretty easy. She got probation, I think. I don't even think Texas. she got. I don't think she got anything. Anything. I think they just said it was an accident. Right, right. And, well, who knows? But invading Iraq and Afghanistan, they were not accidents. They happened right after 9-11, pretty much. I mean, they took a couple years with Iraq. They had to build up to that. We are commemorating this event, and we are talking about it. Dancing, gone, strings, what is this? Dancing on strings. Dancing on strings. What is this? Asking, look up. You know, that's a very common question, question. on our Vice TV right. piece. What? The what is this? Yeah. Or sometimes they just put WTF. F. Is that bad? I don't know. It seems but they, you know what? It's neutral. Susan, when we first started our show on on. Uh, uh, on, on the channel, on uh, public access, we had some of the biggest producers in Hollywood call, and I would be answering the phone during the show. Yeah. And they would go, What is this that I'm watching? Yeah, what is this? It's yeah, a is common question. question. And I would say, For um, us. It's a uh, television show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> but what kind of television what show? What kind of television is this? Uh, so much fun. Right. So, no, the daughters were twins. I don't know who he's writing to. Cut the Pentagon. Yes, we know that they were twins. And one went to UT Austin and the other went to Yale. I met the one that went to Yale when I <laughs> was speaking at a sex week at Yale. 
event. And, and afterwards, we went to you a crashed, party. You crashed the party. I crashed the party. <laughs> right. And I took a picture of her. The guy next to her was wearing a shirt without pants. Anyway, she was wearing kind of a lingerie outfit. But the funny thing was, the party was called a pimps and hoes party. Oh, yeah. That was when people were a little looser about language. And both the left and the right, both the left and the right have gotten so anti-sex. It's really depressing. But back in 2004, which was when that was... Everybody was a little more lighthearted, and this was a pimps and hoes party, and eh, it was fun. We had a good time. There were a lot of politicians' children there, actually. Pataki's daughter was there, the governor of New York, uh-huh, mm-hmm. and the president of Mexico's son, son was, was there. there. It was quite an uh, event for the children of politicians. I wasn't there. No, you were not there. I was hiding. You were in France. I was in France as a fugitive from the law. <laughs> oh, my goddess. Well, uh, anyway, you were acquitted. They dismissed everything. Dismissed. Everything was dismissed. Yeah. But in the meantime, I spent three years in Caen, France. That was fun. That I was enjoyed fun. visiting you there. You used to come we and visit me. We had such romantic times. We had sex every night on the phone. Yes, when right? we were not together. When we were not together. We certainly did. We have really enjoyed a lot of phone sex. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> At different times when you've been away or I've been away. It's usually you that's away, though. <laughs> and you were away during 9-11. I was. Right. I remember John Clark, rest in pleasure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he called me and said, Susan, Armageddon is happening. Go to your television. We didn't really have internet then. We had it, but it wasn't really something you went to. So I didn't have a television, but Kim did. And, th- and we watched it over and over again. And then it happened to another building. We watched it live on the second building. Wow. I thought it was a movie. It really was quite cinematic. It was quite an incredible event. Bill Margold, not Bill Margold, excuse me, Bill Marr. Bill Margold is a porn guy also, rest in peace. I know all these dead people, it's amazing. But Bill Marr is not dead and he has become so conservative, he's ridiculous. And back then he was still kind of ridiculous, but he kind of said that, hey, Those guys that flew those planes into the tower, that took some guts, and he was canceled. And I thought, well, it did. He's not approving of them. Right, right. He's just saying, I mean, that takes incredible nerve not to recommend it. It's a terrible thing to do. Yeah, please. (laughs) No. Don't don't throw us off. Let's admit it. If you want to say any military people have nerve, those people certainly did. But they sucked. And so did America when we bombed the two countries that really didn't have hardly anything to do with it, if anything. And also did it in a more cowardly way. I mean, I love how all these people called the 9-11 hijackers cowards. You know who cowards are? The people that operate drones 
those are cowards. They're not doing anything. They're not risking their own lives like the people that Julian Assange called out. And Julian Assange, by the way, is still in prison. He called out all the horrors of the war on terror, a lot of them. And that is why he is in prison. Yeah. And free Assange. Yep. He should not be in prison while George W. Bush can pretend to be an artist. Right. (laughs) Well, the llama lover says Dr. Susie is a badass. And Bert Sesame says Bush was a hardcore neocon. Yeah, I don't think he believed in anything. I think, as Cut the Pentagon said, all these people had an influence on him, including Dick Cheney. Bush was a chicken hawk. Actually, so was Cheney. They were both chicken hawks. I saw that movie called Vice. Oh. And it's about Dick Cheney. Right. And everything that happened. Right. Following the September 11th attack. Yeah. That's true. I never did see that movie, but I want to. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, it's And I guess he uses some kind of makeup to look like Dick Cheney. Who's it that plays him? I think it was uh, the guy that played Batman. I forgot his name. It was uh, All right. Christian Bale. Right. Christian okay. Bale. Yeah. Did oh, a good we, job. We have a caller, I think. Okay. Okay. Vice means a lot of things. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does. But I hear that's a good movie. But he definitely more than influenced W. He pulled the strings of his little puppet and as Cut the Pentagon says, let's not forget PNAC, Bill Kristol, Fred Kagan, Victoria Newland, Wolfowitz, Bolton, Doug Fife, a bunch of them. They were the Neocon band. Terrible band. And you know, Bin Laden said after, uh, before they executed him, he said, America will live a life of horror and fascism after this yeah bad dude he obviously cursed us yeah we're obviously living some of what he predicted yeah but uh, he was a religious dude too right listen a lot of these religious people fanatics are hyper messed up including the religious people that are now running Eretz Yisrael by the way shout out to my lawnsman Lishana Tova Rosh Hashanah I am Jewish. I'm not exactly a proud Jew. I'm just Jewish. And I was raised pretty Jewish. I visited the Lubavitchers, the Hasidic Jews. There are some Hasidic Jews who are very much against Israel. I was not brought up by them. I was brought up by people that said that Israel was a land without people for a people without land. That is not true. There were plenty of people there. They're called Palestinians. And they're still there, (laughs) and there's a lot more of them, and they are treated like the Jews were treated in Nazi Germany. Not exactly like that. You could also say like black people were treated in America. Just very badly, okay? It's an apartheid. Actually, the closest is probably the apartheid of South Africa because the Palestinians are the natives. And then these people come in, the colonizers, and they just say, okay, we're taking over. And then they treat the natives really, really badly. And that is what's going on in Eretz Israel, and 
I am against it. I am not a Zionist, but I am Jewish. And so Lashana Tovai, sometimes I even fast on Yom Kippur just because it's kind of fun to fast. And then the eating is so good. <laughs> you know, I was Catholic and I used to fast on Fridays. Oh, you did? And eat fish. Oh, that's I, I, not fasting. <laughs> well, that's just eating fish. Well, I never understood why they called that fasting. <laughs> that's not fasting. You don't eat anything on Yom Kippur. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, you, I ate fish. If, only if you're very ill do you let water pass your lips. You're not yeah. supposed to brush your teeth. And there's something to that. And I believe in it in a way that it's good for you to fast every once in yes, a while. Yes, it is. It makes it better when you eat, you know, makes you appreciate, makes you grateful. Even for 12 hours. I think it's even okay to do about sex. I don't think you should not have sex for months or years or even weeks, but a day without it means your orgasm's probably gonna be stronger. When guys tell me their orgasms are weak, I say, how many times you masturbate today? Oh, 12. Oh, well, maybe that's why you're shooting blanks now. You can overdo it with anything, with food, with sex. This is why a little fasting is sometimes helpful. So I believe in that. It's nothing religious about it, although sometimes you get a little lightheaded and you feel like you're talking to God. By the way, if you ever feel like you're talking to God, <laughs> chill, okay? Chill Don't out. do what that God tells you to do because usually it's something violent. I just want to give a shout out to Daniel Hale, which CTP says is still in jail. He was the one who blew the whistle on drone warfare. Yeah. Wow. By the way, you know, those drone operators have a very, very high... Suicide rate. Suicide rate. Oh, they feel bad. Oh, well, of course. They're sitting in, in uh, some in the middle of the desert killing people. <laughs> At no danger to themselves. Right. And sometimes that does weigh heavy on the human conscience. Sure. And it should. Yeah. I mean, and we're not should. advocating any of them commit suicide. They no, really no, should please. testify yeah. against the practice and try to hold on. But we understand why it is so disturbing. So let's talk to Bert. Hi. Hello, Bert. So I was just going to talk about um, the whole Bush Cheney thing when you guys were talking about Cheney. Oh, we're never done talking about the dick and the Bush. And the Bush. And uh, what's the other one? The chicken hawks. Dick, Bush, and there was another weird name. Oh, Rummy. Uh, Nickname. Rumsfield. No, but it was a nickname. Dick. Rummy. Rummy? No, 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 no. Was it like a, a nickname for Cheney? Nah, never mind. Never mind. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, a lot of people don't realize how much power, even before he became vice president, you know, how much power Cheney had. Oh, yeah. And um, I mean, he, he was about as powerful as you can get without being president. Exactly. And so um, one of the biggest ways that he um, influenced was because he had. He had so many connections with just fucking everybody, all the political, you know, the Senate, the House, and then, um, you know, all the um, oil industry. Well, under Bush, wasn't he Secretary of Defense? Yeah, so Cheney was Secretary of Defense under the first Bush, and then um, he became Vice President. So he was so tied in to all the nuances of government 
And one of the things about at least the way the U.S. government works is every department, every branch is like its own fiefdom. And it's very interesting because it's a combination of, of your old medieval, you know, having your own fiefdom and your own kingdom. And it's a combination of kind of like the mafia where, um, you know, you kind of have your loyalty to your boss and, and you kind of kick, you know, a little bit of profit upstairs. And so Cheney was kind of like just the, the worst of both of those on put together. On the take everywhere. I mean, on the take and having his, his um, connections and a sense having his screws into everybody. So when he was vice president, a lot of times, and unfortunately for Bush, Cheney would just outmaneuver him. And so Bush would basically get everybody in a room, okay, let's have this meeting. And one of the things Cheney would do is Cheney would, whenever um, President Bush would have these cabinet meetings, Cheney never said anything during the meeting. And he would just literally wait for everyone to say their piece and all their stuff, and then they would leave. And then he would turn to Bush, okay, this is what we're going to do, <laughs> sort of yeah. thing. And so, you know how um, he I mean, became vice president. Bush appointed him to look for a vice president. And he looked around, awesome. he interviewed people, and appointed himself. That is awesome. That is, yes, I interviewed everyone, and I figured out I'm the best person. Couldn't find a good one. So It's horrific. I can't believe America didn't revolt against that revolting thing. But it was the beginning, or part of just you know, this tendency to forgive political royalty for all its voices. Well, that is the thing. We do have... Pol- I mean, that's an interesting thing about America is for a society that was supposed to be against a ro- um, aristocracy, we really do have our political royalty. I mean, we really do. And it's just... It's, I, I don't know if there's a way to ever get rid of that, but it's, I guess it's just the way it is. Yes, there is. Because when Lynn Cheney went against Trump, she lost her congressional seat. She didn't lose her ass, though. Uh She lost her position. Her position. And one could think of her as political royalty, but she went against Trump. Let me... uh, Well, that's the other interesting thing about this whole Trump thing is, is, you know, Trump is not a Republican. I mean, that's the craziest thing. Trump is a fascist. Is that that he hijacked the Republican Party and he's not a Republican. you know what? The Republicans and the Democrats are two sides of the same coin. evil coin. Yeah. They are. The Democrats are just a little nicer about it. The Republicans are more mean and fascistic in the way that their demeanor is, and Trump just takes it away. And every once in a while, he admits some of his Democratic tendencies, like when he said, you know, I don't know if we should have actually made abortion illegal. I think that kind of screwed things up for my current girlfriend. No, I mean, he said it screwed things up in terms of the vote, and he was kind of right about that in terms of the midterms. But Trump doesn't have a politics. All it is is that he wants himself to get everything. And he saw, as he said, that the Republicans were more easily fooled. So he went Republican and took it over. Oh, I like Pentagon says the cons- the consigliere. Sorry, Max, I'm going to butcher that. The consigliere become the under became the, the underboss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all uh, you know. Uh, if if you guys elect Trump uh, th- this time around, you're all guilty of uh, 
of supporting fascism. By the way, I read today, remember we were talking about the, the military-industrial complex and the, the $32,000 screw? You know, they, the Navy built a whole uh, uh, flotilla of uh, these modern ships and apparently at a half a, a half a billion dollars each and apparently they're all falling apart the weapons don't work and they're rusting and it reminds me of Mussolini in the African campaign bought a bunch of tanks and uh, and you could shoot right through the metal with a gun the pistol so Congress sent they were all for these ships that now have to be uh, done with they're useless half a billion they made I don't know how many of them and, and another thing I learned today do you know that Biden I know you guys some of you guys don't like Biden and he's old you know I'm old too um, and I could be president yeah he's a warmonger uh, yeah uh, he's a warmonger but uh, today uh, I read that he is going after 1600 of the richest people in America all right. To well. pay their taxes because that will close the gap. A huge gap. All right. Yeah. You can go after Elon Musk. <laughs> and all the others. Yes, I support a lot of that. And what gets me is how they announce these things and then they don't do them. But hopefully he'll do this one. Mm. He'll be able to. Hopefully he will not be stymied by something whether it's the Supreme Court or Congress. He, he just hired a bunch of new IRS investigators. All right, good. To do that. Good, more power to him for that. You know, I have mixed feelings about him, but I'm so anti-Trump. Biden is not my hero, though, but it could be worse, I guess. Well, since I'm his age, how old is he? He's getting up there. He's like 80. You're not even 80 yet. I think he's I'll, older than you. I'll be 80 in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. He, right? Yeah, in a couple of months. He is 80. Uh, no, yeah. November 20th, ni- 1942. And he's younger than Diane Feinstein, who's 90. Oh, my God. And needs to have her aides tell her how to vote. I don't know, you guys. I'm all for old people, and I'm against elder abuse. No, no, that's elder abuse right there. Keeping her in office if she can't figure out how to vote. Talking about me is old. I'm talking about Dianne Feinstein and McConnell. You guys are... Both of them. I have mixed feelings about Biden. McConnell's fine. He could just go anytime. But us old people... What do you mean he could just... He's fine. Well, you know, when we're young... What does fine mean? He's like Diane Fine. He's old. Yeah, but should he be in office? Should he be in office? Uh, you know, uh, why shouldn't he be? Although uh, it could be problematical, because like me, I uh, at my age I forget certain things. Well, he's know? done a lot of evil. Yeah, he well, put look, together that Supreme Court. Yeah, I got that. I got that. But also, he freezes like this. That's not because he fell. Well, it's that, because he's got little strokes going on. That happens online all the time. All of a sudden, somebody's talking, and they freeze. <laughs> Happy self-love September. People are afraid to talk about sex these days. I think sex is just becoming more and more taboo. 
Kind of like the 50s. No, not even the 50s. Because the 50s were actually a very sexual time. 50s, everybody was doing everybody else. They just didn't talk about it so much. That was the difference. We oh, all, and I like to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I lived in Montclair, New Jersey, and everybody was fucking everybody else's wife and husband, okay? And they were all married, and nobody talked about it, but everybody knew who was fucking who. Ooh. So, but you just... But they did have some talking about it. I'm just rumors. reading the biography of Alex Comfort. Rumors. There yes. were lots of rumors. But Alex Comfort wrote yeah. about sex and society and went on to write The Joy of Sex. So he was already writing about it back in the 50s. And he was a doctor. He was a scientist. He was a poet and a novelist. And he was on the BBC. He was really an amazing Renaissance man. And it's quite a life he had. And of course, Joy of Sex, that's what he's known for. That became a huge bestseller. And it still is. And soon I'll have a review of it. But it's a very long book. <laughs> because he did a lot of things. So it's cool. Hundreds and hundreds of pages. Anyway, I guess I've been thinking a lot about the old sexual revolution I know it supposedly occurred in the 60s, but I was too young for it then. I kind of got into it in the 70s and 80s. And by the 80s, of course, Reagan was in control. And he put a big damper on sex with his religiosity and his anti-abortion position and just involving religion in government. And the religious people are getting into more and more positions of power both in the government and in social media. Yeah. Maybe it's not religious people in social media. It's more, quote-unquote, liberal people, but not my kind of liberals. These are Silicon Valley liberals who really aren't liberal at all. The only thing they're liberal about is their ability to steal your money. They are liberal about capitalism. They are neocons and neoliberals all right i gotta light a joint this is getting me crazy <laughs> by the way uh, the, uh, our governor in california has a bill on his desk that would make a, a hallucinogenic certain hallucinogenic let's all do mushrooms drugs. yeah certainly mushrooms and i haven't done those in a while a bunch of other stuff but maybe when he makes it legal i'll be more likely to do it Although they are selling it already in chocolate bars at the weed store. I think they're also selling mushrooms at the weed store. They're selling mushrooms and, oh, and actual mushrooms too. Actual mushrooms. Yeah, maybe so. I have a little hash in this joint. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? About hash? I'm 80 years old, okay. So I'm very proud of that, by the way, because I had a life of debauchery. I drank, I had this, I, I did drugs, I did coke, I did all of these things. You had heart surgery, I a also triple had heart, bypass. Heart surgery, You had cancer. cancer, and you had a whole operation. But I'm having sex with an angel. So There you go, that'll at, do it. And I'm 80 years old. Sexual uh, healing. Although once in a while I got to really talk to the guy down there and say, hey, what are you doing? It's mostly I talk to him. Or you talk to him right. a lot. Right. I uh -huh. do. I whisper to him. 
I'm the penis whisperer. <laughs> hey, come on, you can do it. Because your penis is also 80 years old. I wonder if two old people talking about sex is disgusting. I think so. I think so. Well, yeah. certainly a lot of the vice comments indicate that that's one of the problems. Right. Is that we are older people. There's several problems. One is that we're encouraging sex at all. Right. The other is that we're not reporting our clients for talking to us about taboo fantasies. Uh, by the way, you only have to report if, if somebody says, I got raped. Uh, that's right. it. Oh, yeah. Or attacked. Or attacked in any you, way. You, you cannot report somebody for a fantasy, a fantasy or your thoughts. We are not the thought police. Uh, we certainly aren't. But uh, Elon would like to put a chip in your head. Well. Versus a chip on your shoulder. Then nobody has to be reported. Then they're just being observed. Observed. And right. So until that's the case, you can talk about whatever's on your mind with us, and we will talk with you. We, of course, encourage ethical behavior in every way, consenting adults only. And civility. And that, too. A little civility. A lot of civility, which is in short supply these days. By the way, I don't think they teach civics anymore in schools. (laughs) They used to. Yeah, right. I think they used to. They don't. They don't. No, they just teach you skills now. Skills. They hardly teach you liberal arts anymore. They teach you how to go to the factory, how to show up at work. Right? They teach you how to use the internet. They teach you how to use the internet, and they teach you how to use your phone, where you put all your shit on there, and then you lose your fucking phone. They want you to be good workers and good consumers. Consumers. Right. Consumers. Consume now, right? But they don't teach you art. Art is very questionable. If you show any classic paintings, sometimes you get reported by your own students for not giving enough trigger warnings. And what the, I mean, you're fired for showing classic paintings of nudes or if you walk, what have you. If you walk around Rome or a lot of ancient cities, you see these statues with guys with balls and penis. Right. What's that about? You see women. Nobody with gets all their boobs hanging you know. out. It's funny when Ashcroft, who I used to call Ascraft, Craft. who was Attorney General under Bush. He it was the creator of the Patriot Act, which I always said gave it to America up the butt. And he also covered, covered. Up yeah. the statue of Justice, yes. who had one boob showing, because she was a classic statue. So yeah. she had the boob showing, and he covered her up. He did press uh, conferences. With her covered up behind yeah. him. He basically put her behind a curtain. Ah, right, behind a curtain. So we have Yuva in the speaker area. So let's say hello to Yuva13, who has been writing some very interesting comments. Yeah, I see. Hey there. What's up? Speaking of legalization, I hope we figure out cannabis... Uh, just regulation before we start releasing other stuff into the wild 
because cannabis law is a mess right now. So oh. much corruption. Right. Just like before, before it was legalized, there was a lot of corruption, a lot of thievery. <laughs> well, all the different crime. industries are full of corruption. Yeah. And once they figured out that they can make money on marijuana, sure, that big guys take over, lots of monopolies, they don't let the little guys... In, get involved and it becomes totally corrupt so we're not surprised if they fully legalize sex maybe that'll become corrupt but I think they have a harder time with how to handle sex drugs are pretty simple I mean look how corrupt the pharmaceutical industry is the pharmaceutical industry is one of the most corrupt industries there is and they especially corrupt doctors by giving them money, by supporting their research, by giving them lots of free samples. And the doctors recommend these drugs that are not necessarily good for their patients. You know, before heroin was made illegal, uh, Bayer Aspirin used to sell heroin, okay? The addiction rate in studies that were done there was no more addicts when it was legal versus when it wasn't. So you're either an addict or you're not. And so all these laws that say, like in Holland, uh, marijuana is illegal. Everybody thinks it's legal. Mm. It's just that it's not enforced. Right. Because it doesn't make any sense. And they're starting to enforce it, though. Right. Well, Now they're getting more American. As we turn to the right, yeah, that's what happens. So how's Yuva doing? So what do you think should be the law of the land with regard to drugs? Um, definitely root out a lot of the corruption, and it looks like that's happening. Uh, there's a... Well, you believe in it being legal, I guess, first of all, or not? Oh, yeah, I definitely think uh, all wheat should be tested. Uh, tested. Unless your friend is growing it, you know, it's, there's some bad actors out there that throw weird ingredients while they're yeah, and growing right. their weed. They're not using the right fertilizers and stuff. I don't want to be smoking that toxic stuff. When no. it was illegal, there was a lot of that. Yeah, when it was illegal, the DEA used to spray fields with poison. It was very dangerous. And, and you were smoking it. And yeah, no. <laughs> I think it begins with legalizing. Then they would sell it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sell, of course. So and then you have to struggle with how to make it corruption-free in a capitalist society, which is not easy. And, and also there's a theory of uh, benefiting for the people out of the corruption. In other words... The, if corruption is about benefiting individuals. Right, but it shouldn't be. Well, if, corruption is you know, not about benefiting the people. Well, we should, If you benefit uh, the people, you don't call that corruption. You no, call that socialism. Well, <laughs> but they don't pay their taxes, these people. Well, that's also socialism. If they did pay their taxes, we you know, and when we say socialism, and we're very socialist, by the way, our name is FDR, which does stand for Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was one of our more socialist presidents, even though he was trying to save capitalism, which he did with using a little socialism. It's like a vaccine. Socialism cr cr helped cure capitalism. Right, because you let capitalism run amok and you get supreme corruption 
every time. So things should be legalized, things like sex, between consenting adults, of course, only. And, of course, drugs should basically be decriminalized for consenting adults. And by the way, the CIA drugs people without their consent. Yeah, and my mother died from drugs. And she right, didn't because she of never corruption. smoked. Yeah, she never smoked and she did smoke, she was Italian, but uh, she died from from the drugs. And she that she told me she says I can't take it anymore and she went off her drugs and died because she was dying. Well, a lot of these drugs hurt you. And this is what's prescribed by very regulated doctors, but not regulated enough. They are bribed by the pharmaceutical companies. So there's a lot of corruption in our hospitals, in our medical industry, and of course, now in our cannabis industry. So can you get rid of, uh, of, of corruption? Not or, or, get rid of. You can just reduce it. Can you reduce it? And can other people benefit from it? Because now they're not stealing as much money. So now they're paying their taxes. So there's a bunch more money. Right? So why do you have such a personal interest in yeah. the cannabis industry, Yuva? I worked for a startup that had a lot of issues with the licensing. Mm-hmm. Like that, But they had a lawyer that was in touch with a lot of the city officials so yeah. he made it clear it there's a game to be played there and he knew how to play it uh-huh. and then we got our it was like a supposedly a lottery system but he gave us the air quotes he's like yeah we won the uh, lottery system uh we have our license now well there you go a, a little bit of corruption right there yeah <laughs> and your company benefited from that and it's often the case and i don't think we will ever completely get rid of corruption or nepotism. And none of that is going away. But we can be a little more socialist. And of course, the ultimate corruption is fascism, where you have a dictator who gives favors to people that flatter him. Yeah, and, and that's it. And he gets all the money from the corruption. He doesn't share it with anyone. Right. He and his friends and family. Right. So there are levels to corruption. Capitalism encourages corruption so we need to kind of mediate it through a little bit of socialism a little bit of government control but the government shouldn't be susceptible to the corruption from the lobbyists so it's all very complicated but roosevelt seemed to have it worked out my goddess he had the rich taxed at 90 percent and they were still rich right They were still super rich, just like the super rich today. Hopefully Elon Musk is not going to now disable my Twitter account. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, Well, he's the only one that at least keeps me going. Twitter, and then we start Twatter. Twatter. There you go. Yeah. Twatter. That's the sex Twitter. Oh, the sex Twitter. This is Twatter. Okay, well, we're back to talking about sex. And all I can think of as a segue is that marijuana is a great aphrodisiac. It's a great aphrodisiac. Not for everybody. Some people get paranoid smoking it. But for those of us who like it, it is a sex stimulator. Do you find that it's an aphrodisiac, Yuva? Oh, yeah, definitely. Anything sativa 
speaking is uh, an aphrodisiac for me. Yep. Connoisseur. And I agree with him. Marijuana should be tested. I don't. I don't want to be. Of course. Of course, like they're, all not, drugs they're not testing be. foods. You drink a bottle. Right. Of, you drink a bottle of water out of a plastic thing, and you've got twenty-five thousand pieces of plastic. Of plastic going through your system. So it should all be more regulated. Uh, the Japanese company uh, Fukushima just dumped all this radioactive waste into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, terrific. So oh, there yeah. is so much corruption. bad stuff due to corruption. And the G20 accepted this, that they just dumped a bunch of radioactive waste into the Pacific Ocean, encouraging other nuclear facilities to, to do, do that same. too. You know, though, have you heard about these kids now? There's a big, there's a movement about these young, really young kids who are suing their local governments. And they won. In yeah, and there's another group Montana now. or somewhere. Yeah, and there's another group now. All right, well, we support them. Yeah, support right. those guys. Okay, because it's going to soon be their earth. Anyway, we're almost out of time, actually. So, yeah. Yuva, do you have a parting word? Parting word, get high. Get high. <laughs> All right, well, we like to do that. I've been doing edibles lately. Max just smoked a joint. And so, yes. And we believe also in getting high on life. And sex kind of gets you high, all those pheromones going. Speaking of which, our vice piece is counting up the views, 180,000 and hundreds of comments, a lot of pro, a lot of cons. I have mixed feelings about how Vice portrays my advice <laughs> and my phone sex therapy practice. They did change the title from Dial O for Orgasm, Dr. Susie's Phone Sex Therapy, to Masturbating During Therapy, oh Dr. Boy. Susie's Phone Sex <laughs> Therapy. That now, that. not only is the word therapy used twice, which is kind of tacky, but it's kind of more salacious I, I guess everybody wants to dial O for orgasm but not everybody supports masturbating during therapy so yeah it certainly has created more controversy and that's another word they stick into the title my controversial phone sex therapy because they're trying to create controversy because they feel that that creates more views and I guess it does, but it also creates a lot of misinformation. And yet, it is self-love September, and I do allow masturbating during therapy. We've been doing this for a very long time, and um, the, uh, um, what do they call them, uh, the, the societies, the, the sex, uh, asect, and all of these Oh, groups, the American yeah, Association yeah. of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, where I have spoken. Right. But they're all discussing whether or not touch is good. Well, that's another story. Yeah. And what do you do when you find out there's a masturbator right. on the phone talking to your client? You hang up on them. That's some kind of therapy. So... As you may or may not know, the practice of sex therapy is changing. 30 years ago, when I was just starting to conduct therapy sessions over the phone, no one was doing it. And some of my colleagues in ASECT were appalled 
And then they gradually realized that it's okay. It's safer, it's more convenient, it's intimate in a way. Private, definitely. Better for the environment, nobody has to drive anywhere. And available to anyone with a phone worldwide. And especially over the pandemic, they started doing it themselves. And nowadays, phone therapy or phone sex therapy or teletherapy is really as common as in-person therapy. However, my kind of uniqueness is about allowing clients to talk about anything. We don't allow them to do anything, but we allow them to talk about anything. We are not the thought police, and we believe in the value of talking about what is on your mind with someone who can help you to handle it. Maybe that someone needs to have two PhDs like me. Maybe that someone just needs to be understanding, needs to be able to relate to your experience or to your fantasy or to your memories. Now, most people, I think, find this unconventional approach to therapy to be liberating and to be very effective. But some, like Vice, see it as controversial. And it's great to be the focus of a Vice TV documentary. It's an honor, it's a privilege to reach their huge viewership of millions. But I must say their spin is kind of salacious, suspicious, and a little sanctimonious. Hey, they call themselves Vice. They're like the Dick Cheney's of the internet. The word conveys something bad and they present my work as a kind of a vice. And I think this kind of a vice is a virtue, but a lot of people obviously don't. Now, vice is more sex positive than most major media, but they do kind of throw in a dash of disapproval. Always, there's always a dash of disapproval. And it's not just the sex. You will notice if you know our place, if you see our own version of the Bonoboville reunion, that they censor not just the sex, they censor the art. Yeah. And they censor our politics. We talk a lot about politics on that show. But they censor They all. censor all of that. And they keep changing the title making it sleazier and I've complained to the producer but he says there's nothing I can do because they only are interested in views and not getting sued and that's about it so you should watch it it's pretty cool I think it's better than it's bad I love it you know I love it and I know it's good because of all the religious people that have been attacking it whenever you're being attacked you feel okay wait a minute I must have done something was to touch someone and in terms of the masturbation that's like taking a, a gun and removing the ammunition before it goes off shoot the gun between your legs brothers and sisters yeah first one of the problems with these incels is they denigrate masturbation right they yeah. feel you gotta have sex with a fantastic partner a woman and she'd better be a 10 or it's not worth it and this is why they're incels, involuntary celibates. 
some of them are actually voluntary celibate. The technical term is vol celibate. Nobody knows that term except me and a couple people on Colin that told me about it. But in any case, it's really bad to denigrate masturbation. It saves lives, literally. It cools people out, especially young people. Of course, you should be an adult to just listen to this show. But, you know, these guys in their 20s are often the ones that are committing these mass murders, these terrible crimes. And maybe if they were encouraged to just shoot the gun between their legs, they wouldn't be shooting off their AR-15. What kind of therapist would hang up on their client? They do write in these discussions what are, yeah. about, what should I do if my client masturbates? Take your gun elsewhere, Just guy. say it's okay. It's okay, little one. You could help him out verbally or her out. A lot of women learn to have their first orgasm through masturbation over the phone with guidance from mm. a knowledgeable person such as myself. Yes. Because <laughs> women don't necessarily have orgasms naturally. We need to learn how to do it. As for guys, a lot of you guys need to learn how to slow down, to prevent premature ejaculation, other issues. So masturbation, especially guided masturbation over the phone is a great way to do that. So we'll see how we can discuss this with IG in arbitration soon oh perhaps. yes yeah. yes instagram yes yes which has censored us for yeah. our views really as has facebook as has youtube as has spotify but colin hasn't yet and so we love you colin we hope you keep we love us you so far going so far right we're owned by rumble which right. is very right wing so we're a little scared yeah, but so we hope you keep us going we practice the bonobo way of peace through pleasure, female empowerment, sharing, male well-being, Being. and sharing resources. So we hope you go bonobos. If we don't share resources. We're going to run out of resources. Yeah. So I think that might be where Rumble might disagree because they're very right wing, so they don't want to tax any of their billionaires, but we already have socialism for <laughs> rich people because the army is Elon Musk got totally bailed out during the pandemic. By, by millions and millions and millions, the rich have actually raped that whole program. Oh, you're not supposed to say that word. Oh, no. Uh, supposed sorry. to say graped. Yeah, graped. Graped. Oh, graped. Like the like grapes. grapes. Right? Oh, I got That's that. That's how you All say right. that now. A lot of people, I notice, the younger people are using fake words to get past the censors. Censors, yeah. And yeah. it's Which really is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah. of creative, but also, come on. And then we're going to censor the word grape. Uh, right. And Eventually. It's also the end of your rights because you have to keep running away from fascism because it's always around. People should be encouraged to speak. So make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make kink, not war. Bonobos are the kinkiest apes on earth. They don't just have a lot of sex. They do kinky things. They're into foot fetish and tongue kissing and playing with their ears and all kinds of fun things. Orgasms.
Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you too. Happy self-love September. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.